Step 1. Admit. Appendix C. Abuse Supplement. God loves you. Victims of abuse can find this truth hard to accept. After the harm they have suffered, some victims wonder if God really exists or cares. Some doubt that God could still love them because they feel so damaged. Abuse is painful proof that we are sinful, hurting people, surrounded by sinful, hurting people. Whether you are certain that abuse is part of your history, or you are wondering if you have been abused, it is important for you to have an accurate definition of abuse as you study your past. Abuse is defined as any action that intentionally harms or injures another person. Also, a pattern of behaviors used to manipulate or control another person. Abuse can be emotional, mental, physical, or sexual in nature. Sexual abuse is defined as any sexual activity, verbal, visual, emotional, physical, engaged in without consent or agreement, which uses one person in order to meet another person's sexual or emotional needs. This activity may be accomplished through force, intimidation, coercion, deception, or influence of authority. Note, a person does not consent if he or she cannot reasonably accept or refuse sexual advances. A victim's age, circumstances, understanding, and dependency or relationship to the offender may limit ability to consent. Take time to answer this question. Question 1. Do the definitions of abuse and sexual abuse challenge your thinking about abuse? Explain. Abuse can be ongoing or a single event. It can come at the hands of a stranger, friend, babysitter, coach, teacher, pastor, or a trusted family member. It can happen to anyone. Sometimes memories of abuse are detailed and intact, but other times they can be vague and distant. It is common for victims to minimize or dismiss memories of abuse. Sufferers of abuse can even convince themselves that the abuse didn't really affect them. The truth is, however, that abuse damages a person's body, mind, and spirit. Its effects can show up in any area of life, often physical, emotional, psychological, relational, and spiritual problems may be rooted in the damage of abuse. In step one, you admit that you are powerless over your addictions, brokenness, and sinful patterns, that your life is unmanageable under your own power. If you are a victim of abuse, you must also admit that you are powerless over your past abuse. This means admitting that the abuse you suffered was not your fault. Abuse victims often carry feelings of false guilt and shame because abusers may try to convince them that they were willing participants or that the abuse is their fault. However, despite an abuser's claims or the victim's feelings, the victim is not responsible for his or her own abuse. No matter what your abuser said to you, and no matter how you or your body may have responded, the abuse was not your fault. Sometimes people fault God for their abuse and blame God for not preventing the harm. As you work through step one, keep in mind that God did not cause your abuse. Abuse is the result of your abuser's choice to exercise his or her free will. Try to make the distinction between what is your abuser's sin and what is your sin. This distinction will help to clarify your steps of healing, 
you are not responsible for your perpetrator's choice to harm you. You are responsible for your own choices and behaviors, even if they stemmed from your abuse. Continue to take time to answer these questions. Question 2. Question 5 on Week 1, Day 2 asks how you have hidden your own sin. How have you tried to hide your abuse? Question 3. In Question 5 of Week 1, Day 3, you describe the damages caused by your choices. Reread the definitions of abuse. Then, describe the damages you suffered because of your abuser's choices. It takes a lot of work to keep abuse hidden. Sharing about abuse can be frightening and feel impossible. Sometimes victims lie to themselves to protect the secret. Lies such as, it was a long time ago and it wasn't that bad. Or, it doesn't really affect me now. Dishonesty about abuse, however, makes it hard to see connections between the abuse and your own unhealthy or sinful behaviors. Denying sin and isolating yourself offers only a false sense of security. Denial robs us of opportunities to experience true intimacy in relationships and keeps us trapped in sinful patterns. Start building a support system. Take a risk to trust others with the truth of your past. You will find that there are safe people who will support, love, and encourage you. You can be fully known and fully loved. In John 16, verse 33, Jesus says, In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. There is hope for healing from sexual abuse. In step one, you have taken a courageous step to admit and address sin in your life. Now, your first step of healing from abuse is to admit that you were abused and that the abuse was not your fault. The task before you may feel too hard to face, but this is a journey of healing and freedom. You are not alone. God is with you, guiding you along the healing path. As you take each step with Him, you come to understand that He is trustworthy, that He created you for a purpose, and that He can make all things new. The closing prayer for this lesson is, Lord, I am powerless over what happened to me. Please help me to not take responsibility for my abuser's choice to harm me. I need you to heal this area of my life.